Good morning and welcome again to church. We're so glad you're here and excited that you're here to worship with us. Today we wrap up our summer teaching series on the three simple rules. This series is based off three simple rules that John Wesley created for a simple, clear, no-nonsense approach to life. And while these rules are simple, the concepts behind them are profound. And the truth is, we need some simple guiding principles for our lives. Because everywhere we turn, everything we look at is telling us how to live our lives. What to do, what to wear, how to look, how to think. And these simple rules, do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. Remind us of the big picture of how we are to live and what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Today, we look at that last rule. Stay in love with God. What do you think it means to stay in love with God? Love is not just an emotion, something you feel. Love is a verb. It's something you do and actions that you take. And the truth is, staying in love is a commitment. For those of you who are married, if you want to stay married, you know that there are certain things you have to do that you may not like, you may not even understand, but you do them out of love. So guys, that means we have to put the toilet seat back down. Alright, but getting serious and getting back on track. Love is what we do. Actions that we take. And from that work, we try to keep love alive. And this is going to require perseverance and discipline and patience and action. So staying in love is a decision. And this is something the disciples didn't get yet in the story we're reading today. This comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 21. This is the very last chapter in the Gospel of John, chapter 21, starting at verse 15. This is the common English Bible. When they finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon replied, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon replied, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Take care of my sheep. He asked a third time, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? Peter was sad that Jesus asked him a third time, Do you love me? And he replied, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. I assure you that when you were younger, you tied your own belt and walked around wherever you wanted. When you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and another will tie your belt and lead you where you don't want to go. 
He said this to show the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. After saying this, Jesus said to Peter, Follow me. If we view Jesus' life as a concert, then this chapter, John 21, has the feeling of an encore. The disciples aren't ready for the concert to be over, so they don't leave. In fact, they go back to the place where it all started, in a boat. They're in a boat, and they're fishing, and they're hoping Jesus will come back like He did before. They're praying that He'll come back and speak to them and live with them again. And what does Jesus do? He comes back. He calls them. And then He takes Peter off to the side. Peter, do you love with that question, Peter remembers his failures. The shame, the guilt, the betrayal, the denial. And in this moment, he's probably hurting from the memories. But he says, yes, Lord, I love you. And then Jesus gives him this mission. Feed my lambs. Then Jesus asks Another question. Peter, do you love me? Again, it's the same question. And Peter is probably hurt even more by what he did in the past. But he still manages to say, Yes, you know I love you, Lord. Then Jesus gives Peter this job. Take care of my sheep. And then... Jesus asked a third question. Peter, do you love me? And Peter's wounded. He's hurt to his very soul. And yet he says, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus responds, feed my sheep and follow me. Jesus comes back to tell Peter and the disciples something, and that something is love is something we do. Jesus comes back and gives us three simple rules about how we can grow closer to God. Feed my lambs. Tend to them. Take care of them. And follow me. Jesus is telling them what they need to do to fall in love with God. And that means He's telling us what we need to do to fall in love with God. And this is what we've been talking about in this series. You know, at the beginning of the Methodist movement, Wesley had a group who loved the Bible. They loved to read it. They loved to hear it. And they were inspired by it. But... They weren't doing nothing. Even though they loved God, they weren't doing anything. There's no actions. There's no fruit. So Wesley's three simple rules are the rules 
of the Christian life. About how to be one with God and how to fall in love with God. Do no harm. Avoid evil and examine all parts of your life. Do good. Live an intentional life and determine that in everything I do, I'm going to do what's right. And stay in love with God. To stay in love with God means that we make the decision to stay active with God. To continue studying. To keep doing and serving. To stay in love with God should be our core desire. And what I mean is that everything we do should be rooted in this desire. There's things that we do to work on ourselves. Reading the Bible, prayer, following Jesus' teaching, coming to worship, experiencing communion. But remember, there's nothing in the Bible about solitary religion. We don't do faith by ourselves. So what do we do? We reach out to others. We show love and grace and mercy. And we do this by clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, visiting the prisoner, loving our neighbor in whatever ways we can. Whether that's tutoring students or housing the homeless. And this working on ourselves and reaching out to others, our directions to find our destination. Do you know what our destination is? Our destination is to find the heart of God. Falling in love and staying in love requires work. If we're going to stay in love with God, it's going to take work. For those of you who are married, can you think back to when you were dating? And I know some of you probably called it courting back in your day. But can you remember when you realized that you could be serious? That you realized that you could stay up all night talking to her or talking to him. Do you know what prayer is? Holy conversation with God. And it's one of the ways that we can draw closer to God by talking with Him. You stay connected to the people you love by talking to them. Stay connected to God by talking to Him. Spend time in prayer. And Wesley said... All who desire the grace of God are to wait for it. Do you know where? In the searching of Scripture. And Scripture was written by people, inspired by God, so that we will see the love story of God. As you read your Bible, look for the love of God. You see, we read Scripture to remember the love of God and to learn how to be more loving. Three simple rules. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with 
God. These rules are simple, but they're difficult to follow. And as we think about them, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. And I mean, there's so much to do, and they're so difficult to live out. And y'all know that I grew up around farms. Both my papas were farmers. And do you know that farming is one of the images in Scripture that just keeps popping up? And do you know what bit of wisdom all farmers know? There's always more work to be done than there is time to do it. But you know what the good news is? The good news is that we have each other. You know what church is? Church is a community. And we're stronger together. And we're smarter together. We're richer together. We're better together. And when we gather together for worship, you know what? Jesus has promised that He's here with us. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be with them. And you know what else? His power is in us. Do you know what the mission statement of our church is? Make disciples of Jesus Christ to transform the world.